0: Welcome back to another episode of Anime Deep Dive. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there's a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to for final thoughts. That section's spoiler free where I get my overall opinion on the series and if it's worth your time to watch. So with that out of the way, let's deep dive into Full Metal Panic Fumafu. Released in 2003 by Kyoto Animation, it has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I watched in sub. Crunchyroll usually has all the seasons of an anime in one place with a drop down tab to switch between them but Full Metal Panic wasn't like that, so I had to google the watch order and I'm happy I did because I found out more side stories focused on relationship building and character development rather than mech battles and military operations. Each episode is a self-contained story with no real connection to the next and I don't even consider this canon. All this season did for Sosuke is show what a menace he can be. Khan is taken by street thugs so he snatches the ringleader's little brother from school and strings him up in the rafters attached to explosives. Then he starts threatening everyone's families and looks a man dead in the eyes like your sister walks home on this street. That's a pretty shady area. It'd be a shame if something happened to her. Bluffing or not that was vicious and only made worse by him using a knife to attain that information. Which isn't the only time he pulled a blade on someone. He put one to an old lady's throat and took her hostage during the outside art day. He also tossed Renzo's father into a pond, berates the rugby team who are just a bunch of gentle giants, and takes the girl hunt literal, trapping females in cages. Like I know Sosuke's dense, but that's just criminal. He also has funny moments like shooting the goons bothering Kana behind the gym in the head with rubber bullets, and when they come back for round 2, he's like 3 on 1, no thanks, pulls out the strap and starts blasting them again. He fights dirty against the karate club using weapons and punches to the groin, He also fed the janitor their pet fish which turned him into an infernal from fire force hopping around like a shadow creature biting grenades in half. It really seemed like the amount of violence for Sosuke was amped up this season. Now Kana started on a good note. I wasn't a fan of her personality in the first season but this time around she was actually mature thanking Sosuke for saving her behind the gym and when he forgot her notes at home once she saw how worn down he was and the effort he put into biking back to school she didn't dwell on her anger like I feel she would have before. Then they're having a fun day at the beach before Sosuke got watermelon all over her bathing suit, but she simply walked past him to dry off. I was actually impressed, like wow she's really turned a corner, then she hits him with a bat and sends him flying halfway down the beach. After that, Kana was back on demon time. She starts by straight up telling Richie Rich's attendant she prefers slender guys, pretty much letting him know he's too old and fat to be hitting on her. But she should have saved that energy for the creepy rich kid. He spies on Kana with a telescope and cops the field the first chance he gets, but instead of bailing when Sosuke arrives, Kana gets the bodyguards involved which leads to the first in many fights caused by her and more opportunities for Sosuke to be a savage. Chef Numbnuts got the Indiana Jones specialty for bringing knives to a gunfight, and Oddjob's ugly older brother was doing well with his Matrix dodging until getting hit by debris from a grenade. And I love that Sosuke admits to accidentally using a live round, imagine if he mixed up one of the rubber bullets with a real one that he's been shooting at high school kids. Kana's big mouth also got the rugby team whoop while she kicks back not receiving a scratch, and gets Issei in a fight during his introduction. The girl's a magnet for trouble and I'm not even going to get into her second kidnapping. As for romance, Kana has some competition other than Tessa this time around. She's jealous of the girl who left a love letter in Sosuke's locker, but that chick is tapped. She lovingly watches Sosuke plant explosive mines in the school garden. I know girls like dangerous bad boys, but he's going to get someone killed. Then she waited far too long for him to show up behind the gym, and it took having a gun pointed at her before she ran off. But if we're being honest with the trouble that surrounds Sosuke, it's probably the best thing that could have happened to her. Sosuke actually got jealous for once when Kana went on the amusement park date, and they could have had a real conversation about their feelings but talked through the bone to costume and ruined it. We do still get some nice moments like when she saved him from having to strip and him calling her beautiful in the kimono, or when he admits Kana falling through the hospital floor scared him and her hugging on him during the bike ride home. For me this is one of the few things this season actually did well because season 1 did nothing for me to care about Kana and Sosuke, but moments like these actually made me see them as romantic partners. Now I want to throw in a few moments I had a good laugh over, Sosuke's military training sears him to respect authority like the student council. So when his commander is mistaken for a pervert in the girls locker room saying the intruder must be brave to enter an area restricted by the student council as if there's some high and mighty organization was funny. I also noticed every teenage character look middle aged. The student council president has to be in his 40s. The three guys harassing Connor behind the gym are far too old to be in high school, the opposing rugby team are all meatheads in their 30s, and the amateur karate club are a bunch of roided up dudes in their 40s. I'm happy Issei acknowledges the clowns he fights in his introduction are grown men, and when he karate chops one in the neck, all I could think of was Austin Powers saying judo chop. I was getting ready to roast everyone at the beach for putting salt on watermelon, then I thought before you make an ass out of yourself, double check to make sure that's not an actual thing. Turns out in the south and Japan, salting watermelon is common practice. So that mixed with the rich kid wanting to marry his cousin showed us Japan shares a lot with the south. As for the production, the season was done by a different studio, but aside from a polish, I didn't notice any significant change to the art style which is a good sign until the quality went downhill quick with repeated scenes like the PE teacher trying to mess with the school lunches. It was very noticeable, especially during the times he's carried out on a stretcher. Repeated scenes were again used when Sosuke fights the different karate clowns in the dojo, and when he and Kana run up the stairs of his apartment building to retrieve her notes. Two badly animated scenes are Sosuke running up the beach looking for Kana, he's supposed to be moving forward but he's just running in place, the other is his shoulders going back and forth oddly when walking to find the peeping Tom. Now let's get into the nitpicks. I couldn't believe the principal was for real sympathizing with Sosuke's destructive behavior solely because of his upbringing. Then the large donation was mentioned and I was like oh there's the reason. The love letter in Sosuke's shoe locker would have never survived the explosion, especially when the blast blew at a window 20 feet away and we hear the long list of everything else it destroyed. Sosuke takes his sweet time reacting when the first creepy trio get handsy with Kana behind the gym. He should have intervened the second her shoulder was touched. The archer bodyguard ruined the element of surprise by announcing his attack and got wrecked. He'd fit right in with the characters from Seraph of the End. Sosuke swings his blade one time at Rich Boy's nail encrusted bat and it somehow cut into three pieces. The physics of the police car chasing the bike were all over the place, turning on two wheels and ramping off a staircase was wild. The rugby match beatdown had dudes hitting each other with such force they backflip twice in the air. That's not happening in real life. Two students were hit by Sosuke's swinging log trap in the woods. At the very least they should have some cracked ribs if not a completely caved in chest. And where did he get the oil drums for the other trap? Kana puts a band-aid on Issei's hand after his fight for a red mark, but what the hell is a bandage going to do for a mark? If it was supposed to be a cutter scrape, it was poorly drawn. And it kinda pissed me off how nice Kana is to Issei, but she flips on Sosuke for everything when he's just a clueless dope. Issei's a giant misogynist and she just lets him slide. Sosuke gets blasted into the karate dojo while leaving a lot of damage It made Issei look like he had superhuman strength. The still shot of the janitor in chains with Sosuke and Issei was gross, I didn't need to see that, and I'm a little weirded out about how excited the boys got for Sosuke to strip and swim naked. The crotch and booty cheek shots from Weber were also too much, then Kazuma gets a full face of Sosuke's meat followed by the transition to Sosuke eating a banana right after. When the gang leader keeping Kana captive is taken down, his lackey holding the dress for the hostage video just collapsed when no one touched him. The students struggle to open the classroom door once the biological weapon is released but all Sosuke did was put tape around the edges. Quote of the series comes from Sosuke verbally assaulting the rugby team. The number of censored subtitles from his potty mouth were hilarious but my favorite line is your panting sounds like old people banging except he didn't use the word banging. Best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is and always will be Tessa. I was having massive withdrawal from a lack of her old character so I was happy when Tessa arrived. The fact it's rare for her to receive vacation and choosing to spend it with Sosuke is the best and I love her passive-aggressive competition for him with Kana. I also really wanted her to give Sosuke mouth-to-mouth after drowning but I feared what the commander might do if he found out. Tessa also had the only scene I'd consider canon with her wanting to protect everyone from some unknown threat. I actually think it would have been a good idea to have that be the end of the season. Tessa is of course still a waifu and added to the harem is the crazy but hot Yoko and Ren the student council aide. Final thoughts. For those who don't know, my anime is chosen at random, so having Famafu selected so close after finishing the first season was awesome, but it's not what I wanted from Full Metal Panic. If I had jumped in without knowing it's meant to be goofy, I probably would have dropped FMP entirely, but if you come in knowing the season is more comedic based, it can still be enjoyed. I'd recommend you check it out for some fun side stories not to be taken too serious. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.